0: Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go, Quacket Smith. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on,
1: and enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to season three, episode 26 of the Draft Rugby podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. You can check out the platform at draftrugby.com and you'll find us on the socials at draftrugby. I'm joined on Zoom by the one and only Harry Dale. Uh, How are we this evening?
1: We're, mate, winners only podcast this week.
0: That's it, mate, winners only. Yet, Of course, we are uh, without our third musketeer as uh, Nelson is unable to join us uh, because he has come down with the rona. no, okay, no, he hasn't come down with a runner, I'm joking. Um, but uh <laughs> probably just a concussion um from uh just a few a few strong how do you do's to the uh to the head on in in his footy game on the weekend.
1: He had some um, big eggs on his head, he showed me today, he was pretty proud of them until he started feeling ill and headachy. So and
0: well, that's, it's good news for me because it means that um, all the the cash that I keep sending to the teams he's playing, um, finally, they must have got it. So, um, <laughs> you know, they knew what to do, which was good. But um, no, uh, <laughs> just because Nelson isn't here doesn't mean we can't shit on him, um, you know, as per usual. But, and we uh, will. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, or, or, what was I going to say? Order has almost been restored this week with um, Nelson
1: copping a loss in his fantasy
0: matchup. As Harry said, winner's circle only. Both of Harry
1: and myself notched up a win, another win. Coming first and second again, mate. Congratulations on your, your top of the table run at That's the moment.
0: It. I think we're getting close to safe for the. Uh, One more
1: win. One more win. I'm happy.
0: you put it down to four wins and you get into finals. Yep. No, yep. So, should be achievable. Um, there's only, only the few like Nelson that managed to stuff that up. But um, no, I said almost familiar territory this week because uh, somehow Nelson is
1: still in the top four. So, don't know how. That happened, but uh, yeah. I mean, look, obviously, it goes back to last week, and he does deserve a special, uh, a special pat on the back for winning last week. I think for most of the time, people, managers are able to just shrug off a win and move on. But for Nelson, I think definitely deserves another pat on the back for getting the W last week. Massive, massive week for him, and uh, he'll be riding high still, I'm sure. It's true. No, uh, I think you know, whenever Nelson does get a win, it
0: is cause for a celebration. Um, it's so far and few between that um, our listeners really need to know about it. So (laughs) um, look at the last thing we haven't, we haven't talked about it for a while, but with Nelson not being here, it's another great opportunity to bring up the, the pod caps and rather the pod cap Nelson will be falling one further behind uh, again. So uh, Harry, after last week, after last week's episode or this week's episode, this week's week's episode. episode will be on 73 caps. So, getting up there, we're, we're starting to head towards the uh, the century. I might retire at 100, eh? <laughs> That's it. 100 not out. Um, uh, I'm on 65, uh, will be on 65, and Nels will be on 61. So, um, closely, sorry about it, Nels, closely also, followed
1: by the weatherman on one.
0: We, oh, mate, we miss Neighbour. Neighbour, super sub. Although, to be fair, it's fair enough missing him, uh, not giving him a mention this week because... Uh, Despite it being the last hour and a very late call-up, he, uh, he couldn't answer the call to, uh, to join us tonight. So um, that's... I think uh, it's,
1: he's, got a, he's got a more of a head for podcast, not vlog. So since we've done the video, Zoom is not that keen.
0: <laughs> that's it, actually. He might be a bit self-conscious. So maybe he just didn't want to front up yeah. for it. But um, anyway, let's get into some footy. So on our menu for tonight for Entree, we'll be reviewing Draft Rugby Round 4. Um, for main course previewing round five coming up this weekend and for dessert really short and simple one we're going to tip who we think will be the top fantasy player in each of the four games on the weekend Um, and see how we go we uh, we didn't exactly get all our tips right for the results this weekend but um, I won't I won't throw any spoilers out there we'll get into that so with no further ado, the entree, uh, the buyers this week were the Reds and the Highlanders. And the first game of the weekend, what a ripper, absolutely fantastic rugby, really set the tone. No, I'm joking, it was a terrible game. Uh, we had the Tars and the Rebels. Harry, why don't you rip into that?
1: Yeah, sure thing, mate. This is, this is not the one that I was looking forward to, to be honest, but look... I think after an awesome week of Super Rugby AU last week, which kind of restored my faith a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. I, I knew that Rugby AU had it in them. Uh, this one kind of came crashing back down to earth a little bit. The Waratahs went down 10-29 to 29 in Sydney against the Rebels. Uh, you had a fair few players coming back for this one. You had Corey Betty coming back from his concussion on the back of that clothesline from the Hunter. Matt Given coming back off the bench from a shoulder injury as well. Had Cameron Orr getting his first start, who looked very good. Uh, big raps on him. Uh, yeah. And you had Jake Gordon coming back for his first game of, of AU as well, coming off the bench from a hammy injury as well. Um, Jordan Ulysi in this game did his ankle badly in the, uh, the warm-up. And they had video footage of him rolling on the ground in agony. They yeah. ended up taping it up and he played. I think he played like 50 or 60 minutes, didn't he? Yeah, that's, that's, that's club footy right there. They, they look like they didn't just tape it up.
0: They put like 10 layers on. They're just oh, like, look, no. your ankle They're can't come of off boot. your foot now. It's, that's,
1: yeah. it's, that's the problem, right? Like it's pre-game. They could just take the boot off and do it properly. And they've gone, if we take this off, your shoe's not going back on because your ankle's yeah. going <laughs> to blow up. So uh, I think that might be the, the last time we see him for a little while. I think it, he did very well to soldier on having said that. Is that a treatment you recommend to your patients? Just uh, cover it in tape until you can't see it anymore and it, she'll be right? Well, if it's super rugby, you mate, there's only a couple of weeks to go. Why not? He's not yeah. having another run for a few months really, so I can understand what he was going for.
0: Mate, they should have just taped some ice in there as well, you know what I mean? So it's icing and being supported all the same time mm-hmm. and go out there and play. That's you know, we mean
1: genius. <laughs> You really started something for sure there, mate. <laughs> DHP also came off with a knee injury in the second half. I think he didn't come on back on at half time. So that had a big reshuffle uh, in the back line, which was pretty disruptive for the Rebels, which they dealt with quite well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You had Pony Fahamalsili come off with, we think, a calf injury. Uh, everyone's favourite player in Super Rugby AU this year. So that was pretty devastating. And Hopefully that's not too serious, but we haven't got too much more detail on how severe it is just yet.
0: He's certainly one of my favourite players, but he wasn't this week. I was up against him in fantasy, and he was on 40-odd points by half time. So I was cheering when he went off, but yeah.
1: He's so good. And uh, Captain Mad Rob Simmons, on the back of a couple of good games by his standards, uh, came off with broken ribs, apparently played on for a fair while with him as well. So toughed it out for the good of the Waratahs as one of the big senior leaders there. So credit to him for that. But uh, I, won't condone, yeah, we, I won't condone that credit. That credit could just be you alone, just to be fair. Yeah. For toughing it out, mate. Come on, give the guy a break. Credit where credit's due. Um, look, the, the big takeaway for this one, really, was just I've never seen a game that was more one-sided in possession and territory. So the Rebels had 71% possession, 75% of the territory, and they just controlled the ball the entire time. The, the Waratahs gave away a huge amount of penalties, 17 penalties and a couple of yellow cards, and they just couldn't get out of their own half. Every time they kicked the ball, the Rebels would just attack it back, and then they just camped up in the, uh, in the Waratahs' 50 the entire game. Yeah, it was crazy. It basically ended up a battle between the Waratah's ill-discipline and terrible set-piece versus the Rebels' inability to actually do anything with the ball. And, uh, and they kicked a couple of penalties and got out to nine points. And then with maybe, you know, two minutes to go, Coriberti does what Coribetti did does. And uh, he picked the ball up from the base of a ruck and then ran 20 metres and scored untouched, as he somehow continually does. <laughs> no one seems to be watching for him to do it every time he goes t- to pick the ball up. So, credit to him as well. Very, very good. He uh, just resorts to like...
0: Uh,
1: sorry, I forgot some lag, I think. I was going to
0: say, he resorts to under five footy. He just goes, I'm just going to pick it up and go. I'm just, yeah, you know. So just, festive,
1: uh, shocker from Michael Hooper, I thought, on this one. He gave away five penalties in the yellow card. And he's just compounding errors, you know. Like, gave away a, an advantage and then he would knock the ball on or vice versa. Like, he just... Looked like he was all over the shop and, and I think just clearly frustrated from the big loss last week and he didn't really have the time to, uh, to have anything go against him this week.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, shout out as well, Matt Tamua, I thought was best on park and he was the fantasy man of the match, having said that as well. 66 points for him, eight runs, 45 metres, five tackle busts, three line breaks and offload five penalty goals, and two conversions as well. Controlled the game well, set up all the Rebels attacking rate and kicked these goals very, very well as well. Yeah, he looks solid. To seal this one up, you had Betty on 56 points, Lawrence on 47, Pony, as you said, in, in a very short amount of time on 46, and uh, Tom Horton was the Waratah's best, the young hooker on 41 points. And just quickly as well, the metres run in this one, the Waratah's 165 metres, so similar to, I don't know, Richie Mwanga in any game at the moment. And the, the Rebels in on 527 metres.
0: Yeah, wowsers. Was that, um, I mean, does that include the minus 100 metres that Rob Simmons got the Tars as well? Or does that, a, like, how does that right move right. be? No.
1: You can't, you've got to give the guy a pat in the back when he does something good.
0: <laughs> Still the only player to get negative metres in a game. Um, but, no, very good. Um, let's move on. Uh, I did, I agree. Tamua was outstanding. I thought that was some of his best footy. He's clearly... He's realised that, you know, if he puts his hand up, he can be the Wallabies 10 this year. So um, if he keeps playing that way, maybe he will. Hmm. But, yes, alas, that takes us on to a ripping game of footy. The Crusaders going down to the Hurricanes, 32 to 34, four tries to three to the Crusaders. Who would have thunk it? Certainly none of us. I think we all, obviously, we all tipped it the wrong way. One of the
1: boys tipped it. Wiley tipped it, mate.
0: No, get out.
1: He did. He put money on it as well.
0: Was he? He must thirty
1: six games unbeaten at home, and Wiley yeah. picks the upset by the Hurricanes.
0: Uh, so he obviously made a mistake. He, he hit the wrong wrong side of the team.
1: T- he was definitely claiming it.
0: Well, we need to go back and ask Wiley how many beers down he was when he made that decision. But um, that's outstanding, mate. He's been he's been ripping them on the uh, the the, the uh, TAB recently. Ridiculous. Yeah, very good. Um, all right, returning in this one, we had Ben May returned from being pulled pregame last week. For, yeah, so we don't know what it
1: was, but he, he missed last week uh, pre-game. They, 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 he didn't take the field and uh, yeah, actually got promoted to the starting lineup <laughs> late in this one as well with Tyrell Lomax being pulled late.
0: That's it. So some prop is always pulled, but for some reason, the only prop I want to see starting, Alex Fiedel, can't get on there to start on the field. You know what I mean? Jesus, just give, it, give the man a rut. But anyway, um, no, uh, so he was the only only returning injured in this one. Fraser Armstrong did a shoulder... Uh, Peter Munga-Jensen, concussion. I can't remember how late that was in the game. Uh, right. Pretty late, I thought, yeah. Well, Mape, broken wrists. He obviously played the full game, but um, this is an injury afterwards.
1: No, he got injured and he came off. Got right. um, He came off is- and, uh, and he's said now on his own Twitter feed that he's done for Aotearoa and uh, going to be targeting the international calendar. So, yeah, pretty, pretty massive loss for the Hurricanes in very good form. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I hope that, um, I mean, was it broken wrist? That's what normally, it can be eight weeks or something. I hope, I hope he's
1: back ready for the international
0: calendar. The way he's been playing,
1: uh, as been we said. Basic mm. fracture, five or six weeks. But if it's through both bones and he has to have a pin and plate, you know, hopefully, mm. it's, hopefully it's basic, put it that way.
0: Yeah, I think I think everyone was saying last week, he's a shoe in for the All Blacks 12, the way he's been, he has been playing. But, um, I mean, you're never a shoe in You've got to
1: convince the coach, don't you? That's true.
0: <laughs> Um, all right, so this one, um, yeah, I mean, what a game, down to the absolute wire, um, Richie Moanga. I mean, say no more, really. I, I, I was thinking, has there been a fly half that scored over a hundred points? Has that happened
1: no since way. we've been playing fantasy footy? No, Foley had a few big scores in his day, but mm. uh, I don't, I don't think anyone ever has. It's
0: ridiculous. Since we're there, we'll just, I'll just say it. It's 100, Richie Morgan had 109 fantasy points, 12 runs for 92 metres, 12 tackle busts, four line breaks, an offload, a try assist, a try, and he kicked uh, two penalty goals and four conversions. So he was just on fire. I mean... There's no wonder that is... you're on
1: top of the table
0: with him and your team. Put it that way. <laughs> he is the bedrock. It's true. Um, I think you said in the OG League report that how have I not named my team after him yet? Um, I'm gonna come up with I've got to come up with another Richie pun. I don't know, um, I and mean, I could just name my Richie Morgan. Just that's more I
1: that. did. McKenzie, didn't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've run out of puns after three years of having my team, Damien McKenzie. Fifteen.
0: <laughs> that's it. Um, now, Artie Sevilla, uh, oh, okay, the, you've, said, you've said here officially back to his best. You're, you're ready to call it official. I thought he's been, I mean, I've had the bias of having him in my team, but I thought he's been he's been back to pretty close to it the last few weeks. Um,
1: I agree. I thought three weeks ago was his first good game. Mm. And he's kind of built, he was he really quite solid last week. And he's just barnstorming against a pretty awesome defence this week. So, yeah, back to his best.
0: He sent Brynhall flying. That was a, it's a great little tidbit being replayed on uh, the socials quite a few times. But, um, all right, in this one, it was 17-21 at half time, so a close one. Um, Crusaders didn't get off to an absolute flyer. Um, I actually can't remember the first few
1: tries in the it first was, half. Wes, it was Wes Huson For the double. Uh, off right. the back of Peter Umanga jensen mm. I think Umanga. No, and then Wes Hooson got the second one. Hooson, yeah. sorry. Got the second one as well, just burning the outside of the... Uh, uh, Septu res- Pea, the outside center that was playing in place of Braden Enor, just put mm. the afterburners on and he couldn't keep up with him and just kind of strolled over the line. Whereas I think the Crusaders scored through Richie Moe, off the back of a line-out move, darted over himself. And then there was that George Bridge, like tap-on over the line. Oh, yeah. Sever Reese broke the line, Marika Corabetti-style, next to the ruck. <laughs> and I yep. uh, threw the huge right-to-left. I mean, who knew that he had that? Not quite long yeah. enough, though, but George Bridge, the class that he is, just that little one touch chip chase, ridiculous.
0: That's it. You have to think George Bridge has played some soccer in his days. Um, nice. That was a great finesse right there. But um, no, uh, yeah, Geordie Ra- Ra- Radar Barrett. God, I can't even speak English these days. Um, he was kicking them from everywhere. It was incredible.
1: Um, I, I'm calling for that to be his official name this year Radar. <laughs> He said every time the kick matters. It doesn't matter how wide he is. And they're always wide with the Hurricanes. He nails every single one. It's outrageous.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's, it's insane. He's a big game player. Um, he wants to take the... Uh, I think he's just spurred on. He wants to take the, the chocolates over over brother Bodie. He wants to always be the preferred kicker. Um, I think he will be. So. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I think he's done it. But yeah, all right. Uh, quickly, some match stats for this one. Crusaders, uh, 56% possession in the first half. Oh, sorry, overall, 71 in the first in the second half. So really brought it home. And they had 70% territory in the, uh, in the second as well. So they really just ramped it up. But um, somehow the Hurricanes still got there. Uh, meters, 592 to 292. Wowsers, tackle bus 41 to 19. Line break 16 to 9. Offload 16 to 1. Jesus, looking at these stats, how did the Hurricanes win? Um, no, saying, crazy. But, um, yeah, quite a few penalties in this one. Uh, 11 to, to 8 uh, and a yellow card for the Crusaders as well. Who copped the yellow? God, my memory, mate, It's shockers. That, um, so what happens when you go to, to the pub. That's it. Uh, fantasy in this one. Richie Moe, 109, as we said. Sefu, 84. It's not a bad score either. Will Jordan, 57 in a quiet game for him, I thought. Uh, and the Hurricanes, Wes Hussen, 62 points. And Umaga Jensen continuing to impress with 47.
1: Huge. All right. The uh, Force Brumbies. So, I would say the Brumbies were good to watch out of Super Rugby AU this week. Not <laughs> sure I could say the same about the Force. It was... 24 to a duck egg zero points for the force this week and you know we said if there was one game where the force might get put away it would be this one it was a shutout I don't know if it was a completely put away but yeah they were never in the game really within six minutes basically let's let's be honest it was the Tom Wright show oh absolutely absolutely ridiculous the Brumbies scored four tries and he had a hand in every single one of them I think he mm. Scored the first himself. Am I right in saying that? He did, yep. yep. last pass back in. But Mm. made two huge line breaks down the left-hand side within the first six minutes. Pete Samu had a hand in one of them as well. Awesome to see him running down the left, palming someone off and throwing the offload to Tom Wright. Uh, And then I think in the second half, you had Will Miller who went over after a pass through from Tom Wright, a little dummy and give. And then Ira Simone, same thing. Long 70-metre try against the run of play. And uh, Tom Wright was in there with Joe Powell and IRA himself a couple of times. It was That's it. Through all the hands. That's the kind of support play you want to say. Mm. And uh, no rolling mall tries for some reason. flower Inga just kept absolutely quiet. So I'd, it's been a long time. I think he was tied with maybe the second most tries in a row in games in a row ever. So uh, that was all over for him. Disappointing. Yeah. Um, what else about this game? I, I thought Bailey Quinzel, who got his first... Start with uh, Noel Alessio having his eight-week hamstring injury. Thought Mm. he was very, very good. Um, Just controlled the game really well. Uh, Kicks, crack you know, huge touchline conversions as well, like they were nothing. Mm. Um, Runs the ball, you know, has all the skills. So what a handy backup as another, you know, starting debutante for the Brumbies to have. And they can just roll them out like it's nothing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we touched on it last week. I like him because he's a big unit, but um, it's it's very easily overlooked that uh, he was neck and neck with uh, Lalesio at the start of the season for that jersey. So, um, he's must be absolutely frothing
1: at the bit now, having his chance. And I think the actual man of the match in this one was Ira Simone. I, I mean, it's hard to go past him, right, to be honest, but <laughs> it was Ira Simone who just continues to look better and better and better in that 12 jersey. He has an absolutely mammoth, there was one time when the Brumbies had kind of lost the ball off a loose pass and they were running backwards he kind of palmed someone off and then running sideways as he regathered the ball just put like a little pop kick through from just outside of his own 22 Mm. and ended up kicking it about 15 meters out from the western fourth (laughs) line for a 50 huge 50-22 that ended up in one of their tries I think might have been Will Miller's try like just crazy out of nowhere. He's just got every skill. Apparently, uh, he's always had the biggest boot in the team and that's saying something when you've got Tom Banks. But that's yeah. working on the accuracy of his kick over the, uh, the break. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. He's looking very, very good. Yeah, what an option. Absolutely. I uh, hope he gets the Wallabies test this year, to be honest. you know, If we've got Nani La Marpe yeah. at the All Blacks, can we get uh, Irae in at the Wallabies and get a couple of new 12s in there?
0: Oh, I thought you were just going for the um, just cap them once so they uh, have to play for the Australia. Is that the? <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. for sure. Um, look, the, the possession and territory 56 57 for the Brum, so slightly edging that one, but they ran 450 to 210 run meters, so it was quite one sided in that regard. 33 to 9 tackle bus. 13 to 1 line break, so the, the force is really not threatening at all, to be honest. 10 offloads to three as well. So they are having a real crack with the ball and having some fun, the Brums. Uh, tackle percentage, again, 92% for the Brumbies, 80% for the force, really tells the story. Mm. Um, great lineouts for both sides, great scrums for both sides, although I did think that the Brums looked a little bit more solid in that area. Didn't quite get the dominance that I, I kind of predicted last week. I think the Brums still getting back to their best in that area. Yeah, it's been surprising. They've just been slow in that area. We really expected them to just take
0: everyone to school all season, but it just hasn't been the case. It hasn't happened yet, a single round, I don't think. Yeah.
1: No, I agree. Um, Man of the match, fantasy man of the match, Tom Wright, 79 points with 131 metres from 15 runs, so huge metres, but lots Mm -hmm. of line breaks there. Four tackle busts, four line breaks, two offloads, a try assist and a try, and as I said, a hand in two others as well, so it could have been even more. Pete Samu, 55 points, his best game of the year. Will Miller, 50 points, first start and looked awesome. I hope he keeps playing. Simone yeah. and Powell both got 46 points. And for the fourth, Fergus Lee Warner got 51 points and he just puts up huge scores every week without actually being seen. So he's yeah. a rock-solid fantasy player.
0: He's huge. He was definitely he was one that I was hoping to pick up under the radar just because uh, you love those locks who are also back rowers who just get through some work. But um, yeah, that's fair. Oh,
1: he's, uh, he's a former oh. Western Sydney Rams man. So uh, I was really hoping that I could get a hand on him, but uh, it didn't happen. Sadly. Look at
0: that. Using the props on hand, using his surroundings. <laughs> I love it. Um, this would be the prime time for you to get your Horned Army beanies out again, but don't worry about it. It's I, fine. I did
1: think uh, that the 1,500 of them somehow one's not in this room. <laughs> yeah,
0: not within arm's reach, anyway. Um, no, very good. All right. And that takes us to the next Kiwi game, the Blues and the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs. Who would have thunk it? Winless in, 2020, well, in 2020, twenty twelve in twenty twenty two point The Blues taking this one out twenty one to seventeen. Ridiculous. But um, injuries in this one. Solomon Alamalo. He uh, scored a try and I didn't then had to that right. No, it wasn't loud Al-Amalo! enough. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, he scored a try in the corner. Great try. And then Caleb Clark kind of dived on him. And, uh, I mean, Caleb Clark's not a small bloke. um, So, I think he just popped his shoulder out by the looks of it. The way he was holding his arm when he was walking off the field, it looks like he he dislocated his shoulder. I don't think we've... um...
1: I I watched this game, but I I don't remember seeing exactly how it happened. So, I've got to go back and watch it. It's literally... literally, Yeah, it was literally he went in for a slide, slid
0: over the try line, and then Caleb Clark chasing down, just like, just kind of very nonchalantly just like dived on him and landed all his weight on his shoulder. And I don't know if he made him press it into the ground at a weird angle or something, but that's literally the only way he could have injured it. <laughs> like, so that'll be a real bummer if that was it. But
1: well, that'd be disappointing if, if he has dislocated his shoulder because you'd think his season would be most likely over mm. with no finals, you know? So very disappointing.
0: This is me with no medical experience here, but just the way that he um, put his arm in a kind of sling out of his jersey and just the way he looked like it was supporting his shoulder, not just
1: the arm. Um, I'm going to find it within the next minute anyway So I'll come back to it
0: Excellent, alright, you try to prove me wrong as quickly as possible I like it
1: um, I, I, I want to back you. I'm, I'm <laughs>
0: you No, very good, very good Alright, so this one, um, close game uh, Yeah, Bowden Barrett He's a 10, and how good is he? Who'd have thought it? <laughs> yeah, that's it, no one said that before um, We haven't said that every week But uh, man, he looked good So, unlucky uh, yours, Otero Black, mate I'm sorry, but you are relegated to the bench, son um, that I mean, you've just, you have just you can't leave a Ferrari parked in the garage. You've got the best 10 in the world. You've got to play it there.
1: I mean, second second best.
0: Second best? No, sorry. Okay. Yeah, true. Well, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I, I can't won, come back my own oh. man here. Come on. Can yeah. um, but, no, the the Luggius was uh, Matt Duffy then. Matt Duffy is the beneficiary, getting to come in at fullback. And um, he certainly made up with his uh, for his opportunity, scored the first try, just ran a beautiful line. I think uh, in the slow-mo replay, it was complete no-look pass from Rico. So just all faith that Duffy was going to hit it perfectly. And he did. And it was, uh, yeah, probably on about the halfway mark off the, off the back of a scrum. Or maybe it was a line-out. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, Duffy just went in pretty much untouched. Like I think he did get ankle tapped just before the line. But um, a good 50 meter run in after an awesome line break. That's that's what you want to see.
1: I was going to say, mate, you said an unlucky oos. But seriously, like it was a freakishly good line from Duffy. Yeah. So good. Who, who, no, I was saying he's the luggy. Sorry, us. Sorry he's luggy, luggy us for, uh, for being <laughs> picked in the side. But, mate, he <laughs> earned it. Like, within a few, I think his first touch, he dead set scored an absolute screamer.
0: True. No, no. Okay, look, it was very good. Um, I'm not sure how much he did the rest of the game. Duffy doesn't excite me overly. But, um, look, I mean, to be honest, if you're a fullback on that, the back of that Blues team, then, yeah, you don't, like, you don't have to do much to get some pretty awesome opportunities. So Yeah. Um, he will be absolutely loving it. Um, This game, the story of the game was basically, yeah, Blues discipline. Absolutely terrible. They, um, they kept getting penalized. So they came out with a fast start, but they just kept getting penalized um, and just couldn't seem to get their, their hands on the ball for a decent period of time. Um, They just kept letting the chiefs back in it. But, um, the Chiefs certainly weren't, we didn't see, I don't think we really saw any signs of the Chiefs that we saw at the start of last week's game, even though they lost against the Highlanders. You remember that first 20 when mm-hmm. they came out and you, look, you didn't think anyone would beat them playing that way. They didn't come out with that same gusto this week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I guess it wasn't the Blues' best game either.
1: Um, well, I, th- I thought that they were, they were back to their normal big physicality. Like, Ofatun Gafase, I thought was unbelievable. Yeah. Loto no. as well, just so physical, so heavy running into the line and putting hits on the other side. Like, their physicality is at test match level. With the exception of last week, every other game is Super Rugby Aotearoa. So, I mean, I-, I thought that was the big telling difference between the two teams.
0: That's yeah, spot on. And Tupelo too in his post-game speech just said that that's what they really have worked at and prided themselves on is their defence. It's been an absolutely defence-first-led team policy. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, look, I think they certainly miss uh, Hoskins to uh, 2-2. I was going to ask anyone if they uh, saw Blake Gibson do anything um, on the weekend because I didn't notice he was even playing, basically. But uh, in fact, I think Blake Gibson has grown his hair out so he's now got really long hair and a beard so that he looks the same as Josh Goodhue and also Aaron Carroll so that they don't know who is who and hopefully they just pick him. That's what he's going for. I think that's his plan. Um, but no, I think they're certainly missing Satutu. I saw Akira off the back of a scrum. He uh, bolted off on a good run and then put a pretty awesome grubber through, showing some skills. So it was kind of a, yeah. if Satutu can do it, I can do it too. Um, kind of job which was good
1: I mean he's been getting a lot of praise Akira for his performance in the last couple of weeks but I think he still works better at six with Hoskins at eight to be fair and Blake Gibson like you said seemed eight yeah no no I agree um but uh, unlike Akira who came out of the
0: uh lockdown in absolute top tip-top form in absolute great shape uh oh he uh, he did not look had a few. Uh, Few stray buckets of KFC, um, mate, and that's perhaps why he hasn't been starting. Still looks,
1: you know, that mate. Carl he was lumbering
0: was around the here. field, mate. You know, Carl was coming back from injury. No, 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 That's why he didn't play early. He's come back from KFC, mate. They say injury. It was Righto. KFC. I tell you, mate. I tell you. No, no. You could tell easily. He's lumbering around, but in the set piece, he was absolutely crushing it. Though when he came on, that made a huge difference. The Chiefs were getting the. Up- in the, the scrums in the first half, but with big Carl on, he was taking them back
1: to school. So I hope he doesn't start next week because I've got Alex Hodgeman. But Carl's <laughs> very good, he was solid. Um, can confirm, mate, that's a shoulder all day long for, for Solomon Alamalo. I think he's got oh, on excellent. So there we go. I know. Did you just go back and pull up the tape, mate, or yeah, you yeah, found this? i on KO despite it being mislabeled. Found it
0: <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, all right. In this one, um, oh, I mean, look, basically. I'm probably been talking too long. The big call at the end of the game, yeah. Peter Gus, like, that was huge. Um, he, I mean, with the reverse angle that we didn't see during the game, I only saw afterwards, it looked like he was almost there. You know what I mean? Like, he,
1: he reached out for the line and held on to it too long. Like, he overcommitted to try and score that try, but, mm. like, could you? It was so illegal.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He was lying all over the ball. He was the tackler as well, if you, if you re-watch. So, mm. had absolutely no rights. I think um, Patrick Tupolotu
1: was the main tackler.
0: Yeah, but, but Goodhue was, was, was a tackler, though. Oh, well. I, I think know.
1: he came straight in after, but he was, I don't know. I, I thought it was dodgy-ass.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it was pretty much, look, story of the game, the Blues' defence did it. Um, let's quickly mash through the stats. Um, there's nothing that really stood out. I mean, both tackles were about 90% ish. Um, yeah, pretty even in all the stats. So, fantasy, um, oh, well, the penalties was the only one, as we said. So, 14 to the Blues and six to the Chiefs in the, the yellow card. Fantasy, we had uh fantasy man of the match tied. Bowden Barrett, 55 points, 13 runs, four offloads, four tackle busts, one line break, three conversions. Kurt Eklund, f- 55 points, 13 tackles, seven runs. Uh, offload and seven lineouts one Duffy 49 points Hodgman 47 Christie 46 uh, and Weber 47 who's um which Christie?
1: Finlay played uh, well mate very good
0: he he was playing very well um all right and uh that rounds out our reviews he as well, mate he doesn't play for the Blues or the Chiefs that, that's true I was that's why I was confused I mean anyway um let's let's move on to the main course Round, draft Rugby round five we're kicking on to. And the buyers this week, the Waratahs and the Hurricanes. So probably best for the Waratahs just to sit out for a bit and learn how to play some rugby again. Um, do a bit of soul searching. Yeah. yeah. We, and, I, don't,
1: I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but
0: yeah, <laughs> probably. And the Canes, um, yeah, huge to bag that win and um, have themselves a week off. I was a bit disheartened to hear that it was Ben Lamb's last game and he was heading overseas. Big Ben Lamb, but...
1: it's um, that they're just going to have to bring, bring back bloody... Uh, the bus! <laughs> yeah, the bus joints of our... Yeah, I was pretty stoked at that. I was actually just checking out
0: Instagram today. It was working out. I was trying to decide if he's in shape enough uh, to be to run straight in there. But, he's um, been
1: playing club footy, so you got to hope he's been scoring tries there if he's going to get a run for the hurricane. That's it.
0: Look, uh, I'll certainly, even if he's not starting, I'll, I'll be thinking about picking him up so I get two Sevillas in my team, mate. That's always the dream. So uh, I'm
1: playing you this week, so please
0: do. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, the first game this week, Friday night, back in Leichhardt Oval again. Um, if the games are worth watching, you'd be loving being in Sydney like we are at the moment because all of the rugby is in Sydney, pretty much. Um, don't think we'll get down to this one either, though, but we'll see. Um, we have the Force and the Rebels. Uh the only thing I'll say before I get Harry to rip into it is, uh, yeah, no, no word on Izzy Nasirani. Have we? we haven't had any word on him.
1: Um, they, they said something about him targeting round three a couple of weeks ago, and then we just haven't heard anything. So if he's re-injured or just not right, I'm not sure. But, yeah, they, they need him. Do, do we even know what the injury was? Because, I don't know, I just keep yeah, saying. It was, it was one of the 55 end
0: strings in Australian rugby, I think. Oh, right, okay. Because he looks fine, mate, in all the training videos. He's just he's running around. It looks just, get him on, mate. You know? but, um, I agree, I agree. Anyway, uh, do you want to start us off on this one?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Look, this is, I I think everyone's going to say the Rebels are the favourite here, especially after the Force kind of got knocked around. The big worry for the Force was they started with a lot of passion in Super Rugby AU and they did themselves really proud in the first couple of weeks. The worry is week after week after week in these kind of real slugfests, really, at the moment. I think the uh, the defence has been willing, but the skills have been lacking. Um, they, uh, that they wouldn't be able to back it up. And look, they've brought in a lot of seasoned older players to try and help them with that. Um, but at the moment, I think that they're an opportunity to come off the bottom of the table and push for third. But more likely, we're going to see the Rebels kind of solidify their place as a third-ranked team in uh, Super Rugby AU. And geez, we'll be looking pretty good for our predictions for the start of the season as well, Craigs. That's it. Do we, do we make the same predictions? Uh, look, I think we all went Brumbies and it? it was just Rebels or Reds as 2-3. Yeah, that was,
0: I think that's sort yeah, of spot on. Kind
1: of falls into line, Waratah's force, does doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, Maybe sure. I was ambitious and said Waratah's first, who knows? Anyway, but look, Jermaine Ainsley, if, if Pone Fa'amal Suili is injured with the calf as we thought, then Jermaine Ainsley will get another start. Not very exciting, but just, I guess, reasonably solid at set piece for them. I was just going to
0: say, did you know he'd sign
1: for the Highlanders next year? They randomly brought yes. that up, Jermaine yeah. Ainsley. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they're very good at signing average Australian <laughs> props, aren't they, over there? So, um, True. one position we can say that. Well, well, uh, they got Lomax, no, they got low max, though. They yeah, had the, and then he went, yeah, but he's good now. He's good low max. Is he? He had one good fantasy round, mate. But I mean, you were starting to talk about. Him. You were saying he might have come good. Yeah, because he had one good fantasy <laughs> round. Anyway. DHP yep. obviously, if he's out injured as well, that's a big backline reshuffle. I think what you'll probably see is Kellaway to fifteen, uh, Hodge out to the wing, and Campbell Magne back in at outside centre. I don't. I think he was just being rotated and rested. I don't think he was. Uh, he was actually injured.
0: I hope so. Um, I, I actually thought Hodge looked good back at fifteen, but I think you're right. I think Kellaway, They'll definitely play Kellaway at fifteen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hodge is just kind of. Stop playing every position in the back line. I know. I mean, we won't go down that rabbit hole either. Empire, look, he he may be back. He said originally he just suffered a stinger in his shoulder, which is just like a hit and traction of the nerves across the front of your shoulder. Mm. If that's the case, worst case, you're gone for a week with that one. Like, it's pretty rare that you are gone for a week. Normally, you're sweetened two or three minutes on the field, you know. Uh, But he did have to go for scans throughout the week, which makes me think that he actually probably had more of an instability episode and he might be gone for a while, which would be pretty good for any Nick Frisbee owner in uh, fantasy footy. who, uh, If he can get some minutes, you know, especially against some of the weaker oppositions could be really quite strong.
0: That's, that sums up a halfback, doesn't it? If it was a stinger. I mean, Sam Kane had an r- absolutely awful stinger on the weekend. Still got to have kept playing the rest
1: of the game. Oh, he's a freak. He yeah. is a freak. That He made, what, two more tackles within a couple of minutes with a yeah. shoulder that looked like it wanted to fall off. But Anyway, yeah. we'll keep going because we talked about way too much in the entree. Um, Look, there's going to be no crowd, no support really for the Force out at Leica, which is a real shame for them. So I don't think there's going to be any kind of effect for the home ground advantage or anything like that. Mm. Um, I thought that the set piece was going to be really important for the Force last week against the Brums, and they they did well, but not enough to uh, to actually stop the uh, the routes that was the game. Mm. But uh, you know they stood up to that challenge. But the Rebels, I think. May even arguably be a step up again. They scored, they, they won 17 of their 17 line outs last week. Matt Phillip is controlling that very, very well against the Waratahs who have been probably the form one out before that. And, you know, they pushed the, scrum, the Brumbies scrum around a couple of weeks prior as well. So that could be another big test. And, and again, I think if the Rebels are going to win this game at all comfortably, they'll dominate possession and they'll dominate field position on the back of their set piece. So I think that will be another big challenge for that front row from the force. Yeah. Um, having, having said that, like the Rebels just don't throw a lot of shots. And the force is pretty shaky. The, the forces defense is pretty shaky. So it'll be interesting to see what actually comes from that. But with a you know a pretty high missed tackle count, I think there is opportunity there for your Bill Meeks, your Andrew Kellaways, those kind of guys to actually uh, to put a big score up. So maybe not a bad week to trade in a couple of Rebels players. And I know they don't have any more buys for the rest of the season as well. So there there is some value in those kind of players this week. I think. Yep. Good shout. The back row battle, I think, will be probably the force's best chance to exert some dominance. So I'm not convinced by Josh Kemeny at all. Richie, Richie Hardwick uh, played better last week, but I'm still not convinced by him either. And, and Wells is probably not up to the form that we saw him when he was playing for the Tars either. So they've been pretty weak, I think, in the Wait. scheme of things. I wonder where all these sevens
0: players are. I remember Boyd Killingsworth, him ago, yeah. Louis Holland. Like, where are all these blokes? I don't
1: know. I don't know. I think it's just hard to crack into. Will, uh, no, will uh, coach, G- right? Gerald Skelton as well? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah guys, they need to give a few of them a chance. Yeah. Exactly. Um, especially with Issy out, like yeah, there's a that's a position gone once he's back. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think Ferris. Who we got Stowers and um, Stunder. This hmm. is. Very they can dominate. And if they can be the more physical team, they can dominate the tackle area, slow the Rebels' ball down, which is t- tricky under these new laws. But that's maybe their only chance to really try and exert some dominance. And hopefully that means the Force can get some good ball. John Lance can get on the front foot. But yep. more than likely, I think the Rebels' high line speed will uh, will not let that happen. And mm. you'll probably see John throw throwing a few intercepts. So, again, yep. Billy Meigs Andrew Kellaway. There'd probably be uh, some good uh, good pickups. And you
0: know Matty Tamu will be getting up real quick at John Lanza's face. He'll be Absolutely. wanting to put some heat, some heat on. Yeah.
1: My guess is a very low-scoring game. Um, yeah. Not many fantasy points for anyone. Except Killaway or Max. Yes. I mean, you've got to go for someone, don't you?
0: <laughs> That's it. Very good. All right. The second game, we have the Chiefs and the Crusaders. Um, last week, we all said that definitely the Crusaders were going to win, uh, and they did not. This week... I don't care. I'm going to back it again. The Crusaders are definitely going to win. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll Harry, that. <laughs> you're also, you're all right, we're, we're on the same page. Uh, returning for this one, Natoi Akhoye from the concussion, the young second rower. I think they desperately need him back, actually. Um, we don't know if he'll return.
1: Well, he, he was going through, it sounded like, the later stages of his concussion protocol last week. But I think because he was a pretty line call between took by Valle, Valle and him, mm-hmm. I think it was one of those ones, if he's not 100% fit, they just went with Valle. So, um, yeah, I, I would say you probably see him back. Very good. Uh, and then
0: Braden Enor, someone that Harry took a big punt on, um, made, some, made a trade, made some moves for him last week. Just over Harry, the- Harry noticed this uh, massive gaping hole in his fantasy team, which was that he had no Crusaders backs. Um, so picked up Brad Nenor but uh, what do they say one to two weeks I'm sure Harry you're reviewing the Brad Nenor news getting on the phone to him on. every day
1: what he do we think stepped on the Crusaders lost again there's no way they're not letting him play you reckon well mate Fatuli was rubbish oof okay alright I, I
0: thought Fatuli was actually not, not too bad yeah, Eno I, mean, he, game, oh, I, I don't bad. think Nenor would have been burnt by uh, Hussin the same way that um no way mate <laughs> he's the
1: fastest back
0: yeah but um All right, so Harry's praying that uh, is back, Um, but uh, we will see. Uh, I think that'll like if he's not, that'll be one of the key matchups. I think for the Chiefs, apart from Richie Moanga against uh, Insert Ten here, Um, I think I think if you're the Chiefs, I think you've got to start Aaron Cruden. Um, I just think that you need someone with a cool head who's going to focus on shutting down Richie Moanga, um, and you know not worry about too much
1: else really. I mean, him and Trust both played forty minutes last week, so I kind of think if they're going to share their minutes at the moment, they're thinking have Cruden on at the back end of the game in the higher pressure moment as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That that's a that's a good shout. Um, well, in that first half, I'd be I'd be bloody worried. Be satisfied. <laughs> <Fair Yeah. part. laughs> but but um, yeah, so no, that's key match up number one. The tens and the second one, I, I said, if if there's no N or if Tatuipai Pat- is playing out there. That'll be somewhere Anton Leonard-Brown will look to be exploiting. He was back to his best last week, um, looking real good ALB. So um, that might be somewhere they try to punch some holes. Um, the, yeah, I, I've been talking about how what were the Chiefs missing? Because if you look at their squad, they're like still absolutely rock solid. But it is just, and I know it sounds obvious now, but it is just really simply just the locks. Um, I think a big part of their forward pack is that their locks were their big ball runners. They're, it's not always the case in every team, but their locks really gave them all the, the ad-line ball. Um, don't get me wrong, Peter Gus has been playing incredible footy, but um, they've thinking, usually had a few yeah. other jacklers with like Boshi, Sam Kane, you know.
1: It was to the point where Peter Gus wasn't even getting a run because they had other players doing that for them, you know, like, and he's obviously yeah. a very talented player.
0: Mm. So, yeah, I mean, missing the likes of uh, Retallick, Tyler Ardron who left, um, they're just they don't have those dynamic, big ball carriers. Um, don't get me wrong. Boschier and Sam Kane can run the ball well, but just not the same kind of through-contact meters. Um, and really sadly, I was just looking up to see what Ritalic's up to these days. Um, he's actually... He got the call to come back and play for the Chiefs at Super Rugby Atura. I mean, when I say the call, I imagine Warren Gatlin was begging him. Um, but he's apparently just sitting sitting in his house in Hawke's Bay, just chilling because uh, the season in Japan is not going ahead. And he was like, nah, I kind of feel like resting. I was like... He's 29 years old, mate. He's in the, he's in the peak. I, I was just sitting there being wasted. But anyway. Um, Solomon Armelo, out injured. Who replaces him? I, I'm guessing Atene and Saturo, uh, I don't know. who we haven't seen on the bench because they've been in you know, centre out on the bench.
1: Quintiplier, um, yeah, the yeah. preferred option. But yeah. But, seem, um, but there's chance to start him. He seems to leapfrog straight into the starting team. Yeah, exactly. So. What that's about.
0: The op- so the, yeah, the the options are basically Saturo or Stevenson. Um, I just wanted to throw the random question out there: Where's Kenny Naholo at? Uh, they really have nothing to lose anymore. Let's just throw him in there, straight against the Crusaders. Um, no.
1: What could go wrong?
0: <laughs> no, that's it. But I think I think it'll be Tenenius Saturo out there to start. And similarly for the Crusaders. Look, I mean, you can never imagine hearing this saying: Do they rest players against the Chiefs? But when I say that. Could they rest one of George Bridge or Seve Reese and chuck Lester Fajanganuku out there who, to be honest, it's not really changing very much. Fajanganuku has been phenomenal. Um, so that's the
1: only kind of possibility I could see. But um, otherwise... Well, they've, got to, they've got to manage their their players as well. So, you know, it's definitely a, a very physical game at the moment. It wouldn't surprise me.
0: Exactly. The, the Crusaders know they're going to... Well, sorry, I keep saying the finals. There's no finals. So they don't have to rest players for the finals. Um, but for the, the last few games of the season they could they can probably afford to to rest someone if they need to um all right this one very simple yeah crusaders to win by a lot i I think even if the the chiefs bring that 20 minutes of footy they played in the first half against the highlanders they're not it's not, not they don't seem to be able to sustain that and the crusaders i think will just have too much
1: yeah, I, I completely agree. I can't see it going any other way, to be honest. And as I think you, you you'd written down and uh, hadn't hadn't actually mentioned, when oh, yeah. the Crusaders lose, you just don't want to be the team that plays them the next week. They're just, you know, when, whenever they're under pressure, they go up such a massive year. And I think it's magnified when they actually manage to lose a game. So, yeah, it's going to be scary, I think. Yeah, I, fig- I fig- we forget what the
0: stat is. I was trying to find it, but couldn't find it. That uh, Pretty much every time the Crusaders lose a game, they always win the next game. Just they, like...
1: maul. they maul the team. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, unlucky for the Chiefs. But, uh, all right, let's move on. We have the Brumbies and the Reds, a game that I am very much looking forward to. So, um, take us through this one, Harry.
1: Yeah, me, me too, to be honest. I think can't wait for, to see this one. I think two very good sides. Uh, the... <coughs> Grumbies have maybe Darcy Swain coming back. We're not really sure mm. why he got taken out of the side and Nick Frost got parachuted in to start last week. So that'll be a really interesting one if he is fit just to see what they do with that. Obviously, Darcy Swain led the uh, the NRC, the Viking side. So you'd think that he's got some runs on the board to go straight back to a starting side. But Nick Frost was really, really impressive as well. So it'd be pretty rough to push him straight out of the side, having said that. Mm. And obviously big raps on him as a, as a player of the future as well.
0: I think it's because Darcy Swain got uh, negative fantasy points the week before. So they looked up that and they took him off. That's why. Yeah.
1: Fair. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is really the battle for the Australian Conference. So the Brums are three wins, zero, zero losses. The Reds are three wins and a draw after their comeback against the Rebels. So I, I think if the Brums can win this one, they'll really push themselves a long way ahead. Uh, whereas if the Reds can win it, then game on. You know, I think it, it brings them back to the pack and, you, you know, we could see some real swings and roundabouts in the back half of this uh, this competition to see who actually tries to, to take home the chocolate. So I, I'm kind of hoping for a Reds win just to keep us all on our toes so it's not just kind of a foregone conclusion of the Brumbies even playing at, you know, 60 or 70% of their capacity cantering mm-hmm. to a uh, a championship. But
0: it could be very good. Look at the wordplay there, cantering, fantastic. Um, but uh, no, I mean, look, this is uh, let's. There's no unless there's a miracle. This is the finals. This is the finals that will be playing, being played out. So, um,
1: well, the Aussies actually have a final series as well, which is fantastic. So, Not,
0: no, no, I know. I'm saying, but these will be the two teams in the finals unless uh, unless something drastic changes. Uh, so it's kind of like a precursor.
1: Yeah, I think the Rebels will have a lot to say, to be honest, but it's a fair call. They're definitely the favourites. Look, Mm. it's going to be a big, big battle up front. Uh, The physicality of the Reds taking on what is uh, historically a very good forward pack from the Brumbies. That's been maybe a, a little bit off the pace. The big difference, again, as I mentioned before, was the line-out. I think the Brumbies are... Uh, looking a lot better than the Reds. Lukan Salakai Loto is really leading that for the red side. But let's be honest, he's now more of a lock slash breakaway than he is a, a guaranteed lock. And there's no other starting locks in their side. I think you'd mentioned you wanted to see a bit of Tuolima, one of the, uh, the second rowers that's been brought into the side to try and give him a bit more time instead of Angus Scott Young, who is just not even... It's not a lot. Slightest. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, so I'm, I'm keen to see that as well. I want to see a lock given a chance. But yeah, I, I think that could be a big, big issue for the, uh, for the, for the Reds. And, you know, mm. if there's one team that you don't want to give line-out ball to, clean line-out ball to. It's probably the Brumbies with their rolling mall. So I think that will be a big moment to see how they go, the Reds go trying to uh, stop the rolling mall. Yeah. The Reds' discipline's been a huge issue. Uh, they keep playing 10, 20 minutes of a game down with yellow cards. I think you said Tab Odds, their, their feature bet this week is going to be the uh, Tupo Taniola Tupo or Hunter Paisami, who picks up the first yellow card, not just if they pick up a yellow card. So, I think that's pretty spot on. I think that will really, really hurt them when one of them goes off. And, uh, and just their penalty count in general, the Reds have been giving away a lot as well. The Brumbies kick well, they've got long kickers to touch, they kick their goals. I think uh, the Reds are going to have to clean all of that up if they're going to have a chance in this one. Yeah. Some good matchups out wide as well. Dalgunu versus in Qatar. We were really excited to see Qatar back, although, you know, he didn't probably get as much ball as we wanted. Still a very, very talented player. And uh, Chris F. Sortier in some fantastic form coming into his first start in a little while last week as well, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, before the bye, sorry. And yeah. Tom Wright in some outrageously good form with his hot, hot step and uh, quick acceleration, good vision. So kept looking forward to seeing all of those guys headed out. You obviously got the uh, the battle between Slipper and Scott Seo. There was some talk on online about James Slipper doing an ankle, which I've listed in the casualty ward, but okay. I'm really not sure about what happened with that. But So you've you got to think if there's any doubt, Scott Seo will get another run, yeah. uh, despite probably not making as big of an impact as, again, he would have hoped uh, last week with the, the opportunity that he did get. It looks like Slipper's kind of nudged ahead in terms of the first-choice prop there.
0: Yeah, no, the comment I was making on that is I don't think... I mean, I think Slipper is perhaps a little bit better than Co personally, but I, I, the way the Brumbies see it and the way they've seen it over the last year or two that Slipper's been there is they just play one for three weeks, the next one for three weeks. Like They just take turns. They say even keel,
1: really. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, fair enough. Um, and uh, back line for the Brahms, look... I I can't really see any any changes. I know Nick White is back training with the squad, so you know you, you, you'd mentioned Isaac Fiennes. Maybe he's the smoky to get a start. Mm. Personally, I think there's just too much competition between him, Ryan Lonigan, and Nick White. I think Fines is going to really battle to get any sort of game time in this side. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Nick White come onto the bench at the very least and start closing out a game, especially if he's going to push for a Wallabies jersey in a few weeks' time. And, uh, and then you've got uh, the Reds back line. I think um, trying to work out how you fit their, their jigsaw puzzle together. I'm still not convinced that they have an inside centre there. Um, personally, I'd love to see Bryce Hegarty at 10 with James O'Connor at 12. But I think that's unlikely. I think Hegarty will probably stay at, at, uh, on the bench and be the utility back to come on late in the game as well.
0: Yeah, I don't see it changing. I think, I think this, is, this is what they like. This is the best, best back line
1: I've got one good, fun, one good one for you, mate. I think Jordan mm-hmm. Pataya might be very close to a run as well. No, very, don't tease me
0: like that, mate.
1: Very close to a run. Well, so, what was the... I,
0: I did read an article in the paper, you know, all this talk about Joseph Suwali, I'm not sure how I say his name. Um, they were talking about League trying to poach Jordan Pattaya back with the contract. You know, just so much nonsense. <laughs> but it was like...
1: I mean, he's signed till 2022. Yeah, yeah it's not, he's not going. But anyway, Geordie mm. Pantyre, mate. You've read it here first. If he's not playing this week, it'll be next.
0: So are you saying I should pick him up this week and play down a man against you?
1: 100% <laughs> But he'll probably be playing this week and, mate, you're at the top of the table. You're not getting him. True,
0: true. Um, all right, so how do we see this game panning out? Put, put, a, put a name on it. Who are you, you going to say is going to win?
1: Frumby's uh, in Canberra. It's a long trip for Queensland. Um, I think they're doing day trips at the moment, so I think that will knock them around to fly in that day as well. They and, don't like uh, the cold. Um, and the freezing cold. I'm going to yeah. say by probably 12 points, I think they'll be too good. I'm going to uh, be controversial and um,
0: pick also the Brumbies. Uh, no, okay, it's not controversial, but, um, yeah, I just think they'll be too good at home. But, yeah. Uh, very good, all right. And the last game of the round, the Highlanders versus the Blues under the roof. How good. Good. In the zoo. Um, Going to be very good. And the big news, could we see a possible Dan Carter on the bench? I mean, since Otero Black's career is now all but over, you may as well just um, drop him completely and stick Dan Carter on the bench.
1: Surely um, Milner Scudder as well, mate. Just roll out all the old boys. That's it, you know what I mean? And just
0: bring Ben Smith back from Japan as well. Which is, um, how good would the Highlanders be if they had Ben Smith as well? Ben Smith and, and Nahum, the Descada. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, so, yeah, DC... we
1: a hollow as well while we're there. If we right, yeah. asking for anyone to come back for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> it. And
0: uh, Fekutoa. Let's just... Let's get That's them all right. back. Um, yes. So, returning... Uh, Dan Carter, calf strain, you know, held him out. He was supposed to possibly get on the bench a week or two ago. Um... Who knows with him? I guess it's not really a priority, but um, we'll see. James Parsons, however, uh, Kurt Eklund has been really good, but Chiba is definitely a priority. So he might be returning from concussion. Um, and he's a very big leadership figure for them and just rock solid in all the set piece. Um, Eklund had certainly been a bit hit and miss with his line out throwing last week. Um, but uh, yes, anyway, uh, under the roof, fantasy points galore in this game. It doesn't matter which New Zealand teams are playing, when it's under the roof, it rains a points uh, every time. So uh, Highlanders, I think the story of this really simply is the Highlanders will be hoping to get off to a much better start than they did against the Chiefs um, because they really had to fight back into it. And I think the Highlanders, very similar to the Crusaders, like are, those are the two, two of the biggest 80-minute teams, if not only in the competition, in world rugby. You know what I mean? Two teams that are notorious for seizing a game at the very end but just absolutely staying in it. So, whereas uh, on the contrary, the Blues historically are not at all an eighty-minute team. Uh, they've been getting better this year, and certainly last week their defence, right until the end, um, was you know going putting some points in their corner. But um, no, the Blues will certainly be wanting to get off to a good start, put some points on the board, and um, try to get ahead on this one.
1: Um, yes, okay. hmm? I'll need to.
0: Mm. Uh, and so look we said big carl demanding a start i'd be surprised if he doesn't um he was just fantastic the difference that he made uh i particularly hope he does because uh, that will make harry go down a man um but alex Hodgman has also been very good um mainly just around the park makes a lot of tackles and whatnot um josh goodhue do we see him back into starting i thought gerard cali too out he was pretty good actually i thought he had a good game I wonder yeah exactly yeah uh, made some good runs and just uh Really sees his opportunity, so I thought he was good. But um, who knows? It's literally Patrick two below two, and then insert lock here. Um, the back row. I've already shot on Blake Gibson. Um, I don't think we're gonna have. We don't have Hoskins two two back.
1: So um, they said knee injury, but they really haven't given an, an idea when he's gonna be back. Originally, it was a minor knee injury. Now he's hmm. two weeks, and they said the coach said when he's back to fitness over the post game interview last week. So. Right. No one knows
0: now. Well, uh, yes. So, I mean, I, su- I would suggest if we don't have Satutu, we'll probably see the same back row run out again. Um, I didn't, I mean, the only other guy was Aaron Carroll or Tony or putting in Tony Lambourne for Blake Gibson. But um, I don't suspect we'll see a change if there's no Satutu. Uh, we got really revved up for the first Blues Highlanders game because it was Satutu and Akira taking on Frizzell and Micaeli too. And that was a hell of a matchup, and they really went at each other. So, um, will the Blues lament not having Satutu?
1: Will they not have the the equal force needed to uh, to take this game? Um, I mean, but, like we said, Mate Offer and Patrick Tupolatu's physicality will put them in decent stead, I would say.
0: That's true. Now, look, they're probably not not too short on the physicality. But um, speaking of physicality and just playing out of their skin, Shannon Frizzell, mate, how? Bloody good has he been. I know we keep saying it week in, week out. I particularly keep saying it because he's in my fantasy team. But, Jesus, it's, like
1: he- really <laughs> it's
0: like he's realised that um, everyone else is going for the eight jersey and if he just plays well, the All Blacks six jersey is his. It's like he's
1: realised. Um, well, he's had long enough to work it out, to be honest with you. And he's for two years if he could take it, you know, just all he had to do was grab it with both hands and he's been mm-hmm. hanging around not doing it. So, yeah, awesome to see him playing well. That's it. Now, um,
0: quickly through some positions. Uh, so the Blues Barrett obviously going to play ten again. Um, Matt Duffy fifteen again. TJ Farani. I thought he did enough to stay at twelve. And I think we've we've all said. I mean, he's he's so much better than Harry Plummer. Uh, I'm not sure what the the real idea was behind having Plummer come in at twelve. But who um, knows? Nice. Yeah, maybe they're going for some type of second playmaker. But uh, anyway, um, for the Highlanders, some. Personnel changes that could occur. Uh, the standard front row rotation. So, Coltman, Dan Leonard-Brown could go back to the starting side. They seem to just rotate the whole front row almost um, week mm-hmm. in, week out. Uh, Josh the big question we've had every week. Um, will, will we see him at 10? Uh, Mitch Hunt has been absolutely playing the house down. So, it would be tough to um, usurp him. But... Um, could, could happen. Uh, and if that does happen, do we see Mitch Hunt go to 15? Do we see Hunt go to the bench? Could we see Hunt at 10 and Ioane in the 12 jersey? Harry, what do you think we'll see most likely?
1: Uh, look, I, I don't know which way it's going to go, but I'd be pretty confident in saying that Joshuane won't play 12. After okay. they did their review from the the break and one of their big, well, their big takeaway that they mentioned was that Joshuane was not working at 12 and that experiment was over. So I think most likely you see those two at 10 and 15 especially considering they're lacking some outside back depth at the moment. Are
0: you saying they won't make it the mistake that every Australian team makes and just saying well we just need them both on the park so wherever
1: we'll suit. Um, eh, kind of make me chance on a 15 but I expect him to play there. Fair enough. Um
0: and look <laughs> I mean if, if if uh I mean Tompkinson can always push out to the wing um I think um Otherwise, it'd be Collins, Makaya. The only obvious thing that needs to happen is Nareki needs to be back starting. Um, Scott right. Gregory, see a champ. Um, Nareki's just lightning, so he needs to be out there.
1: My curveball for you, mate, was Tavita Nabora played club rugby for the first time last weekend on his comeback trail. And uh, they've said that he'll be back late in Super Rugby out there.
0: He'll
1: be this week. They need a winger. They all suck. Could be, and, and they really do see him as their solution to
0: their right wing, that they really want that big body. He is, you know, 6'4", 6'5", 100-and-something kilos, but still lightning quick, knows how to karate kick someone in the face. He exactly. is he's your man. So could be interesting. I mean, and obviously, Nehem Milnescada, I think, you know, we can just throw his name out every week, but I never expect to see him play actual footy. I think he's just Neither. there for the morale. But um,
1: nah. how,
0: do we, how do you see this game going? Who's going to take the, uh, take the bacon?
1: Uh, this is a hard one, to be honest. I'm going to – my head says the Blues, but my heart says the Highlanders. I think the Highlanders need their breakthrough. They're... They need to find a way to get a couple of wins. And I mean, I know they made that breakthrough against the Chiefs, but let's be honest, the Chiefs are the easy beats. They're the force of the super rugby out there, aren't they? So I'm going to say Highlanders. Why not get the upset? All right, I'm going to stick with the Blues. At oh, one to... point. At one point.
0: One point, one point. No, I, th- I think the Blues will get it done. I think they'll come out firing. Bowden at 10 just looked unreal. And I think, if anything, it's going to get better this
1: week. Um, so. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is it's a good matchup for the Highlanders because the Blues have been winning games on the back of their physicality and the Highlanders have got a big physical forward pack and a yep. great line-out. It's going to make some good watching. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, very good. All right. So, for dessert... This takes us on to dessert or <laughs> <laughs> deserto. zerto. What
1: you god do with that
0: As Harry edited in last week, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So the uh, the audio technician um, over here, Mr. Mr. AV himself. Um, very good. Uh, for dessert, <laughs> we're going to um, Give our top fantasy picks for each game. I now see that Harry's already done his, and um, yeah, I'm not an idiot, and given some uh, good information and reasons. So while Harry, first, eh? yeah, so so I reckon you'll go first, just so I can think of mine. That's a really the good first idea.
1: First, Rebels. I spent the whole the whole time previewing this game, saying it's going to be the outside backs from the Rebels that' going to score all the points, and then I looked at this game and I went, "It's going to be Henry Stowers." Going to be a Western Force player. Henry Stowers last week made 18 tackles and seven runs. The week before, he made 23 tackles and 14 runs. Jesus. And then you got the Rebels with their superior kicking game, their very very good line out. I can see them dominating possession. And the only thing Stowers needs to be the top fantasy scorer. Is tackles. The, yeah, he's for the Rebels to hold the ball. So I'm going him. I'm going him. He's top fantasy scorer for the round. Very good. All right. Well, I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit. I'm going to
0: take Andrew Kellaway visit at fullback. Mm. Um, I just think that there are holes in that forced defense. And if, if he gets half a chance, Kellaway, he's off. And he is frothing for some tries. Uh, everyone may forget he was probably not, not only the Australian top, top try scorer, but possibly the Super Rugby top try scorer uh, after seven rounds of uh, Super Rugby 2020.
1: He's he's dead set on a total of twenty seven points for, from three games so far. So geez, it'd be some call. It is, but he, he's, he's due, man. He's
0: due. All exactly. right. Uh, um, I mean, I should have. It was that, or I could have just said Jack McGregor, my boy, to uh, come back. But somehow uh, he got negative points last week. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I haven't watched enough of that game to tell you. But um, yeah. all right, the chefs and the crusaders. Uh, should I go first in this one or? Uh, uh,
1: yeah, you <laughs> go.
0: Well, all right. My boy, Richie Moanga, I'm still in your notes, mate. Um, what can you say? I mean, yeah, he's, what did you say? His he average was at um, 80 points now? Yes. Uh, so he's a fly
1: half with an 80 point average. He's 23 um, points higher than the next best in the entire competition. So, and, I mean, he's going to be top scorer every week, right? <laughs> and, and, he, and he's played every game. I don't think he's missed a game. So dual um, he's due a rest, mate. Brett Cameron needs a run. Brett Cameron, mate. Who's Brett Cameron? Okay. There's no David Havili. They're not risking no Brett Cameron, mate, I tell you. Um, I, look, I, I don't think that uh, we're, we're setting the water like with this particular game, but my pick is Sever reese and right. the reason is I think they struggle in defence with big bodies. Like, on the line, I just don't think that they're, they're physical enough. Mm. And out wide, they seem to leak a lot of tries as well. And Sever Reese is both of those things. A massive tight forward <laughs> yeah. and a huge barnstorming winger. So, I reckon he could be up for a hat-trick. Mm. And, uh, and he'll be the top scorer. He'll, he'll beat Richie Moe. Richie Moe will be, like, one point lower because he'll have the assists <laughs> and the uh, conversions. But still... That's fine with
0: me, mate. I'll take that. But um, no, so I think that's a good shout. Narek. Nareki, whilst he's fantastic, I wouldn't say defence is his strong point. So, uh, if it's Nareki starting there up against Race, um, yeah. solid.
1: solid, but no, I mean, yeah, no one's solid against Race.
0: No, exactly. That's it, mate. Um, very good. All right. The Brumbies and the Reds. I'll let you have this one first.
1: Low-hanging fruit, mate. I said it before. The second row is non-existent at the Reds at the moment. So, Brumbies to uh, to take advantage of the Reds' ill-discipline, kick mm. to touch, and then rolling more all day long, finger back in the try-scorer circle for the top points.
0: Very good. All right. I'm going to take – I was literally just flipping a coin. I'm still flipping it in my head as I talk. This is called uh, – uh, no, I'm flipping a coin between Tom Wright and Filippo D'Alguno, Um Who, well, no, sorry. They're not up against each other. It'll be right up against... No, it is. Uh, Dalguno is 14 or 11. No. It'll be yeah. right up against CFS and Dalguno up against Qatar. Um, look, I'm going to go Tom Wright. He's just been in incredible form. And I think he's going to be the fastest man on the field. Um, his gas is unbelievable. Um, don't get me wrong. Dalguno is pretty quick. Who did Daguna wasn't able to run down uh, that force winger, Byron Ralston the other day. I mean, he did get a head start. But, um, yeah, but Tom Wright, just electric. Uh, and what I've liked about him recently is he's, he's gone looking for work more. Uh, not to the extent that Dalgunna or Corbetti do, uh, going in there for the pick and drive. But um, he's, he's just gone to the ball rather than waiting for it to come out to him, Tom Wright. So... Who, uh, Tom Wright, who was also what, like, originally a centre, I guess, but um, I think he's certainly found his home on the wing, um, yeah. which is very good. Yeah,
1: uh, cool. All right. Wilson. And. Smokey pick, because he's in my team, Harry Wilson.
0: Harry Wilson. Yeah, all right, fair. We haven't, have we seen enough from him this? Uh, he hasn't hey, been putting, putting been up the numbers he has been. He's rock seller,
1: mate. Come on.
0: But not the numbers he's been putting up at the start of this super season. Not far off. Okay, all right. Maybe I'm just giving him too much. Slack. Uh, all right, the last game, Highlanders and Blues. We talked about it heaps of fantasy points in this one. Just to make Harry's life harder, I'm going to pick Bowden Barrett. <laughs> um, reading my notes, mate. No one. <laughs> that's it. No, I mean, I don't even need to say anything. If you just watch the game from last week, it was unbelievable. Just attacking the line. Give him half a gap, he's through. And he'll be up against either Mitch Hunt or Joshuani. Joshuani hasn't been playing many games and Mitch Hunt... It's not like Mitch Hunt's a bad defender. And Mitch Hunt certainly has a little turn of pace. But um, it's Bowdoin Barrett, mate. Sit down.
1: Uh, Mate, you know those disclaimers, like past performance may not be an indicator of uh, (laughs) performance. I'm going to go Rico you, Because I have been loving everything I've seen from him at the moment. uh, Good passing game to put his outside backs away. Uh, He's just such a dangerous runner, as we're all aware. He's going to be up against, you know, I guess, a relatively unsettled uh, centre combination of C.O. Tomkinson and and Rob Thompson, I would think. And Mm. Rob Thompson's been caught wanting a few times this this, uh, Aotearoa competition. So I think if there's a man that's going to take advantage, Rico's the guy. And uh, I reckon that he might be back in the uh, scoring circle and putting up big points this week.
0: You don't have him, do you? I do, I do. That's a uh, take
1: it back, take
0: it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have Rico. I have Rob Tom. Oh, good, good.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely Rico. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and that's a fair shout. I think, I think Bobby T's last game, he got negative points um, after getting a yellow card, but um, he was Bobby T. The reason I picked him up was he was the third top center uh, last year after Lamarpe and Anton Leonard Brown. But uh, I've been at Japan to- for a long time. Yeah, no, he hasn't. You're right. He's been very hit and miss in Super Rugby atara. So, all right. Well, that will, I think, do it from us. I uh, don't know if we did a shorter one without Nels, but um, just okay.
1: in, in
0: um, look, it was definitely a better podcast because he wasn't here. And look, I think if he was here, it still would have been longer anyway. I think that's fair to say.
1: Well, uh, the good thing is that one third of the advice wasn't bad this week.
0: <laughs> that's it. You got, you got all advice from uh, winners only, the top two, and nothing to really, you know, take it down. Normally you have to sift through. It's like you're, you're a gold miner. You know what I mean? But um, (laughs) anyway, very good. That's all from us. And we will catch you again in the next one.
1: See you later.